Thanks for listening to the Cornerstone Tulsa podcast. Our mission is to cultivate communities shaped by the gospel for the renewal of all things. We'd love for you to join us on Sundays at 9.30 or 11 right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're calling this year the Year of the Bible as we read and study through the Bible cover to cover. On August 25th, we'll kick off the New Testament along with home-based small groups who will study the weekly reading together. If you'd like more information about any of this, visit our website at cornerstonetulsa.org. And with that, let's hop into this week's teaching. So today, after every person shares their story of what God's done in their life, we're all going to respond, thanks be to God. So in response uh, for uh, what God has done in Holly's life, we all say, thanks be to God. All right. On my calendar for today, it's, <laughs> it's a recurring calendar appointment annually on December 29th called Conception Day, and it's not because any of my children were conceived on that day. Be difficult to track. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> but I was getting my, uh, 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 something, they were working on my car at like 11th Street, and I was sitting in Cirque. Uh, in 2016, Cirque Coffee Shop, and just feeling restless and praying, and Emily and I had tossed around the idea of church planting for a really long time, and on December 29th of 2016, we felt like the Holy Spirit said, get moving, and in really specific ways, uh, made it clear like God was at work. A year after that, the last Sunday of the year, there was a church that was gathering, and we were within three weeks of officially launching as a new congregation, and our small launch team got together the last Sunday of the year and just looked back at what God had done. And we responded as we will today as each person shared their story, thanks be to God. And we've closed out every year the last three years in this way. And, and there are two key words that I want to keep at the forefront of our minds as we swap stories today. The first word is honor. We're going to honor God in the way that we share stories today. Uh, some of you are going to get up and just share a story of how God was patient with you and, and present with you through grief. Uh, others of you through joys, through blessings, through surprises. Some of you like just experiencing the intimacy of God through the mundane stuff of life. Um, we're going to honor God by sharing the stories of what He's done. And so if you're a kind of person who's reluctant to share publicly for whatever social component, uh, don't get up for that reason. Do it for the honor of His name. So get up and honor God. Uh, the other word is going to be encouragement, because there's someone in the room going through a season that's challenging, and they need to hear the story of God's faithfulness in your life so they can count on it in their own lives. So what we'll do is um, I'll just invite you to raise your hand if you want to share. When you take the mic, stand up, say your first name, get the mic somewhere in the neighborhood of your mouth. So get the mic in the neighborhood of your mouth. And share for 60 seconds, for 90 seconds. It could be shorter than that. Don't go a ton longer than that. And after each person shares, we're just going to say, thanks be to God. So I want to, hopefully you've had a time to begin reflecting on this question, but I want to just prime the pump and be thinking about uh, how have you seen the faithfulness of God in your life this year? How has God surprised you? Uh, how has He provided for you? How has He walked with you through disappointment or through grief? Uh, in what ways do you want to honor God for His faithful work in your life? And I'm just going to open it up to the floor. Nina is going to take that side of the room with the mic, and we'll run it straight to you. So how has God been at work in your life? 
And also, if any kids want to share, they shared at the last service too, and that was awesome. All right, bring it, buddy. Um, when I got in school, I was worried about a lot of stuff like essays and math, and I always got behind on stuff. And we joined church two or how many two years ago, and once we joined church, I was like, uh, this isn't going to be a good fit, because I was going through a lot of churches at the time. So I joined the, we joined this church, and we, tr- and we just kept trying it over and over again, and we decided this is the church that we need to go to. It's perfect. It helped me with school. It just encouraged me to do so much more, and thank you, God. All right, we all respond. Thanks, Thanks be, to be to God. Thanks, Andrew. Who else is going to share? Come on, break the ice, extroverts. Help us out here. Okay, Matt. My name is Matt, and I, I think I shared the same thing kind of last year, how change is not easy for me. And uh, I had a big work change that I had to make. Um, I don't want to let people down, but with my wife and my uh, apprentice group and kind of talking through it and just giving me courage, I made the right decision and, and kind of went back to a place I used to work that, um, for me, stress-wise and just my relationship with others, all that's going to be in a healthier place. And I think it took leaning on God and the people in the apprentice group to just kind of get me through those low points at my old position um, to get to a good point that I'm at right now. So without a doubt, uh, those people and God in particular helped walk me through that journey. So, we all respond? Thanks be to God. All right, who's next? Um, my name is Bianca, and um, when I first came here to Tulsa, um, church and religion was all very new to me because I come from Italy, and religion is seen in such a different way, and still today, I have my doubts and my beliefs, but what I learned from coming to this church is to be thankful because people didn't know me and everyone welcomed me with such joy and I just want to say thank you because someone put me in an amazing family and I just want to say thank you. Bianca, God bless you. You're going back home. All right, who else, who else is going to share? Hi, my name's Lauren. Um, So these last three months have been some of the toughest months of my life. Um, My niece passed away when she was three weeks old in October. And um, it was a hard pregnancy for my sister. Um, Someone who's like a mother to us had died from cancer about two years earlier. And this baby was just a symbol of like joy and hope and life and uh, just everything good in the world. and it quickly, quickly turned to immense, immense grief. And during that time, um, I learned a lot about how the Lord grieves the pain in this world. 
um, a lot of times I, I would feel ashamed for my grief or ashamed that this should be so hard for me because um, I have the hope of the Lord. I have the joy of him who died for me and eradicated death. Um, but I was always comforted by the verse surrounding the story of Lazarus that says, just says Jesus wept. Um, Jesus wept bitterly and hard, and Jesus's understanding of death is so great that he would suffer death himself because he knows how bad it is. Um, so just feeling the Lord's comfort in this time has been good, and feeling people responding to grief is hard because grief is not something that's easy to understand or comfort and realizing that like God is our great comforter, not in that he just takes away everything that hurts, but in that he sits in the awkwardness and the hardness and the pain and sits with us and says, I feel it too. And I feel it enough to change it and to make something eternally good out of it. Yeah, you all say, thanks be to God. Amen. Who's next? Some of you have great stories, and I'm going to start, like, looking at you really closely, okay? Who's next? There's a, a, an article talking about the importance of, of sharing our stories for the sake of discipling our children. Our kids uh, often hear the same things over and over again from us, but when they hear it from other, adult, other adults and other people who are trying to follow Jesus, it reinforces that message. So we need to share these stories for the sake of our kids, too. Okay. Uh, my name's Duke, and... Uh... Thankful for my family. <laughs> yes, Henry. And uh, have a wonderful family, I must say. And uh, very happy. I, I immediately think about the new people that have come into my life. And so I'm thankful that my son this year has become engaged. So we have a, a future wedding. So that's exciting. Um, my daughter is pregnant. So we're very excited about that. Um, and then, 10 years ago, um, I, we belonged to a different church at that time, and I became a mentor at Eugene Fields. And I met a kid at six years old. He's 16 now. And he's been through a very, very tough life. And so we've helped support him and stuff. And his mom, who he has lived with some, but she has like a lot of kids in that community, has had children with lots of different men. And she recently had another child. And so this child, she did not want to, anyone to know about. And so she hid it from everybody. And this little girl did come into the world at about 26 weeks. And uh, she's doing okay, but she has been a blessing in our life. choke up on things like this but she has cancer and she's had a lot of difficult issues and so we're dealing with the hospitals and dealing with giving her the best care that we can and we pray that she's going to be able to live she has a lot of tumors throughout her body that uh but her the mom's sister has taken her in and the mom's sister already has five children but she has taken in the sixth child but, and her name is Ariana, but we all call her Minnie because she's so little. <laughs> but she's doing great. She really is great. So if you think about Minnie and think about 
her and just uh, blessings over her life and what her future holds for her. I would appreciate that. In response to all that, we say, thanks be to God. Lord Jesus, we pray for Minnie. You know her inside and out. Uh, you knew her when she was uh, in her mom's tummy. We pray blessings over her. May she be well. May she live a long life. May she be sustained by the prayers of people who love her and love her family. And we pray that she would grow to be a disciple of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Who else needs to share? My name is Delise. I actually wasn't thinking about saying anything, but um, when you said to give glory to God, I thought the story needed to be told, and it's continuing. My dad, um, in October, um, is, we became aware he's, he's dying, and um, it's been a tough few months for me. Um, I'm at peace. However, because um, I get to spend time with him, we didn't have a good relationship when I was growing up. But the glory that I want to share is I've had several people join me in praying for my dad's eternity. And um, I can't say with certainty that, that he has made a decision yet, but God is working on him. And I want to share how this has been revealed and how he has blessed me to see his work in action. And um, just the fact that I have the privilege of getting to attend to him um, is is such a blessing because I'm not um, working outside the home right now. I'm, I get the opportunity to to, to give my time in, in volunteer work. So my dad has become my main my main volunteer work, and I've taken him to a lot of doctor's appointments and so forth. But because of his particular illness, he has to have frequent blood transfusions, and because of that, his arms are just beat up. They're black and blue with all the work that's been done to take blood, give blood, um, all these different things. Well, at a particularly low point um, about four weeks ago, we were in the hospital, and he was in there to get a, a blood transfusion, and his, his pick line nurse, the one that comes in that puts the, the thing in his arm, um, comes in, and it's a, a man, and he's a little bit older than I am, and he goes over to my dad, and for some reason, my dad, who's kind of in and out of it, because um, his hemoglobin is so low, he doesn't get enough oxygen to his brain, but looked at the man and just started talking to him and saying, hey, did you serve in the, you know, were you, were you in the service? Which was odd, because my dad wasn't. But they start visiting. In any case, it became very apparent to me that this was a man of God. You know when the Holy Spirit is in someone, you can just sense it. And so... This man, and I start talking for just a second, and we connect on that level. And so he says to my dad, assuming my dad is a believer or not, I'm not sure, but he leans over my dad, puts both hands on him, and, and says the most amazing prayer for my dad, for his just current peace, for his well-being, and just pours this out. My mom is over in the corner crying. I'm beaming because I just know it's God at work. So found out the guy's name is Jack. Well, about five days later, we're back at the hospital in a completely different area. <laughs> and, um, and we're sitting in there waiting for everything to get started for the blood transfusion. And all of a sudden, we see Jack walk by. And, and he stops, looks in, remembers our name, goes in, and just says, wow, uh, you know, I, how, how amazing I get to see you guys again. Sorry to, but 
comes in, prays over my dad, prays over my mom, prays over me, and then he walks out. And then about five minutes later, he backs up and he's crying and he said, I wasn't supposed to be over here. The elevator got stuck. I had to get off and I had to walk by this way to get downstairs to get where I needed to be. He said, God sent me here and I know it. And I'm, even though I'm not on your schedule to do your pick line, I'm going to do it which my dad had had a really bad experience the day before getting his blood taken, so he'd been uptight. So he goes over, does that, prays again over us, prays over me, prays over my mom, incredibly beautiful prayer over my dad. My dad's crying. He's choked up. We're all choked up, and, and just we just know God has sent him there. And so he goes, and then... Four days later, we're back at the hospital, and we're going through the hall, and we're not even up in a room, and there's Jack, and he's walking by, and he comes over and just kneels and prays over my dad, and my dad is just crying, and he just, my dad was saying, God has sent you to me. You are an angel. God has sent me to you, and then he told my niece later that God has been sending his disciples to him, and praise God. Praise be to God. He is hearing prayers. And thank you for those that have been joining me. I wanted to share that so you knew what God is doing. That's really touching. Uh, we're in their small group, and that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Well, now I'm going to try to hold it together to tell mine. <coughs> my name's Jack. Uh, my story is actually not that old, a uh, month or two. Uh, my car was breaking down. Man. That's awesome. Um, oh, give me a sec. Um, car was breaking down. I ordered a part for it, and uh, it was supposed to arrive, and I got home, and it was not there. And to my knowledge, someone had stolen it, and I was very upset about it. Uh, very, very upset. I lost sleep uh, to the point where uh, come Sunday morning, uh, Message was awesome. It was speaking directly to me and my, the bitterness that I had let set in against whoever had stolen this item. Um, it was really bad to the point where we got home and I just looked at Lauren and I was crying. I was like, Lauren, I, I need to pray about this. I need to forgive this person. The bitterness is taking over and I, I can't deal with it. We prayed and it was awesome and it was just Amazing to be able to forgive this person. I even I even prayed blessings over them and said, hopefully this 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 uh, this car part will be a blessing to them. Whatever they do with it, God, would you just use it? Well, we come in, we're making lunch, we're having people over, and someone pulls up in front of the house and they pull out this package. I recognize the label because I just ordered it like a week ago, uh, and I go out and meet him, and he's like, oh, I live just a street over, and they just misdelivered it. Here's the package. <laughs> And I'm like sitting there just, I'm like, I just prayed a blessing over whoever stole this. But God took such a small thing that had no penalty, uh, and he taught me that I needed to learn how to forgive. Um, I didn't know I needed to learn that, but it was awesome. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Buckle up, people. Buckle up. Hello, uh, my name is Josh. 
this uh, last March, our littlest guy, Miles, um, got all of a sudden started getting bruising everywhere, and uh, we were hanging out with some friends. We happened to have a friend who's a doctor, so we texted him and showed him pictures, and he said, you need to get, get him to the hospital pretty quick. So um, the next morning, we, we take him to the hospital, and we find out he's got, um, well, actually, we take him to the hospital, and he gets, gets his blood drawn, and they call us at like 6 a.m. the next morning and said, you need to get him here immediately. His platelet count was like crazy low. Like the doctor, when we got admitted, said, I've never seen a platelet count this low. And so we are freaking out on the way to the hospital. My wife is like bawling and videoing him because we're thinking this is like, the, this could be really, really bad. Um, he basically had this rare random thing that they don't know what happens called ITP, which basically the, the kid's platelet count just goes super, super low. And, and they don't know why it happened. So we go through a process of, of uh, getting some medicine administered to him. And, and in the whole thing for us, it was like we experienced the whole, you know, ebbs and flows of life where you experience fear more than anything. You're just afraid of the unknown. Um, you start to almost borderline grieve where you think this is like, there's no way he's going to survive this. And then you show up on a floor where everyone on that floor has a major, I mean, the kids on that floor, it, it's, it's, all, it's all cancer. It's all, that's, that's the, the floor we were on. And so you see these kids with just hopelessness. And so you're kind of going this whole emotional thing. And um, more than anything, you know, in the, in the end, he got the, the medicine. Uh, it, it didn't take the first time. So we were there for a couple nights and we're back a week later. And it's the same thing as platelet counts going super low and we go through the process again. Uh, but more than anything, I think w the reason I want to say something is because uh, John happened to be there when, when he was getting, uh, trying to, they were trying to get him a, an IV, and, and it was like, you know, just devastating. I don't know if, if um, hearing your kid being old enough to realize that he doesn't like something happening, um, but not old enough to understand that this is for his good. So all he can say, he can, can actually express, I don't like that, this is hurting me, please make them stop and we're pinning him down, and it's 30 minutes of that trying to get it in. And I think he was there the whole time through that, just randomly happened to be there at the right time. And so we just, more than anything we experienced through that is all these emotions, but then covered by just the goodness of the community of Christ. I mean, not only, I know there were people in this church praying, but we have friends in other churches who were just, like, people we didn't even know showing up, being like, hey, my kid had the same thing, here we are for you. And it was all just the body of Christ. And I think that's a real testament to, to how amazing and what we're supposed to be. The church at its best is that everyone from different communities coming together and saying, hey, we're here with you. We're in this with you. Um, and so we were really uh, blessed by that and uh, grateful. Miles is completely healed, healthy. He's fine. Um, and it's just a, a, a crazy random thing that happened. So um, thank you, everyone, for your prayers if you were part of it. Uh, thank you, John, for just being an amazing guy and, and loving us. So, yeah. Thanks be to God. Amen. A couple more. All right, right in the middle there, Nina. Let's let's go, Linda, and then we'll go over here. Anybody on this side want to be on deck? You just let me know. Hi, my name is Linda. Um, <clears throat> I just want to say one simple thing. Uh, after listening to all these stories this morning, um, on my way in this morning from Broken Arrow, I had the radio on at Christian Station. And I don't know the exact wording, but the song that I heard was, um, fear doesn't have a chance when I stand in God's love. Those aren't the exact words of it, but just hearing all these stories today and 
the things that we all go through in our lives um, that we're scared. You know, it, it's normal to be scared, to be afraid to grieve, to be afraid of what might happen to a child or a parent. Um, it happens to all of us, but I think as believers and as Christians, we stand in God's love, and we know that he has his arms wrapped around us, and uh, somehow or other, we make it through, and we go on. We move forward. So thank you for this church and for all the people here. It's meant a lot to my life. Thank you. Everybody says, thanks be to God. Hey, we'll do Nixon and this. Sorry, David, you got booted again. Good morning, church. Uh, my name's Nixon. Uh, I have a crazy life story that I'll take about like an hour to share, so I'm going to try to speed this up as quick as I possibly can. Um, I, about a year and a half ago, I was pretty broken, um, beaten. I've just kind of gone through the ringer of just medical diagnoses, um, broken family, uh, and just full of hate uh, and anguish and pain, and I can go into a lot of detail about what all that meant. Uh, and then that was in Houston. Uh, and when I was there, I just kind of had the last cry out to God of like, man, what are you doing in my life? Like, where am I supposed to be? Uh, and I, you know, was just broken, so I didn't know what was going on. Uh, through that, uh, this past year and a half, uh, I came a year ago to Cornerstone for the first time. Uh, I was sitting in the back, and I was super nervous because I just wanted to cry out on this very day a year ago uh, asking for help, but I was just kind of embarrassed. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do, but I really wish I had because uh, this past year has just been incredible. Uh, there's been a lot of trials and struggles for me personally. Uh, the biggest one leading up to about a month ago or a couple weeks ago, uh, I learned what forgiveness means, uh, which was one of the best things I could have ever learned. Uh, one of the biggest things I've been dealing with is just a broken family. Uh, my father has really um, let sin take the best of him. And so because of that, it's broken my relationship with him. It's broken the relationship with my family and my parents. And uh, there's just a lot of pain uh, within that. And I always thought you had to forgive someone when someone asked them for forgiveness. And so I was just praying and waiting for my dad to ask that from, uh, from me. And it never came. And so because of that, it just kept filling my heart with hate and anger. And I haven't been a happy person because of that. Uh, about a couple weeks ago, uh, I just kind of been uh, praying and reading, and I just learned that it's time for me to forgive my dad. And so it finally happened, and I forgave my dad without him asking for it, and it was just one of the most beautiful moments uh, of my life and just a lot of liberation and freedom uh, that came from that. Uh, through that, I've become a much more happier person, and I know that's true just because some of my dearest friends have actually been coming up to me and going, man, there's something different about you. And it's just been some of the most encouraging things uh, through that. And so God has just taught me how to forgive and love again. And it's one of the most, like, happiest things I can ever, like, you know, express. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks be to God. Hello, my name is David. I think uh, the one thing I learned a lot from God this year was uh, surrender. And for a type A personality, I would say it probably took the entire year to get there. Um, just a lot of stress in uh, my life, be it just different things with uh, w the world, whether it be work, you know, kids, are you doing certain things the right way? Uh, I have a mom who, this is, she's been going over a year on pancreatic cancer, and I just think it's different things. And point where my wife even saw, said, hey, is everything going all right? And I would just sit there and man, I can will this, I can do this, I can, you know, what I need to do to get this better. And I think it was finally sometime uh, November, early December, finally said, you know, look, just 
God, do, do what you need to do. Um, let go of it. And even she would say, hey, it's uh, something Something happened, something changed, you finally relaxed. And it was just kind of one of those points where I finally realized, hey, I can only control what I can control. Let God control what he can control and let go of it. And it just kind of put me at a better peace. Didn't solve anything, but it, it put me at a better peace. Um, and then continued. I needed that. Uh, and then continue to be thankful again. Um, the time I get with my mom, she's gone past the average, um, continues to still have the cancer. Um, don't know if she's going to get any better, but just continue to cherish the time we have. Amen. We all say, thanks be to God. I'm Stephanie, and um, it's good to be back. <laughs> I'm a sympathy crier, so I kept wanting to take the microphone, and then I was almost crying every time each one of you talked. Um, I, this has been a great year. Um, God has taught us this year about stepping out in faith um, and taking risks. And when we didn't do that, God worked in our life anyway. So if risks are hard for you, God will work in your life anyway. But if you feel God asking you to take a risk, it's an amazing experience um, to have to trust God because you don't really know what's going to happen next. And in our move, God has really made the way straight in just, some, just so many amazing ways. Um, I have a lot of stories, but the... The, um, I think one of the main things that I've learned is just how to pray specifically. Um, when something comes up, it's easier for me to kind of just turn it over in my head and try to figure out how I can control it or how can we just do the next right thing. Um, but then not really just to stop and surrender and pray specifically and to ask God to show us what to do or what um, what door he's opening. And um, so a, a great example of that would be I'm sure people thought we were crazy because we moved and um, we didn't have jobs, <laughs> which is a really uncharacteristic thing um, for us to do. And all I can tell you is, and, and Todd also thought we were crazy, just so you know. He kept, he kept saying, what are we doing? Are, are we weird? Are we okay? Are we, are we crazy? And I just knew deep down that this is what we were supposed to do. Um, and we we got there we got there and two days later this job was posted and it was the job that is his job and you know had um had we not gone had we not decided that we needed to get our kids in school and just take that step of faith the job was for someone who lives there and um he, we wouldn't have gotten that job if we had still been here waiting around for the job to happen first so i'm not suggesting everyone do what we did <laughs> Um, but it's just been beautiful. Um, there were just, there were a list of very specific things that needed to happen for us to, um, kind of be settled. And, you know, that included jobs and it included housing and it included getting our kids in school and just one thing at a time. God did not do any of those things in advance. I will tell you, <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. He did each one in the time that required us to trust and to see that he did that one. And then I could look back on that one and say, okay, you did this one. And if you did that one, then we're just gonna pray for the next one. And um, here we are, and we're back. Um, and 
we've, we were at the bottom of the list. He did them all. And um, he's been so kind. And so if you, if you are scared, just do it. Life's too short. Everybody says, thanks be to God. If you don't know, this is the Craig family. Todd was our executive pastor. He's one of my best friends in the world. And they abandoned us for the state of Florida <laughs> in August. And uh, we love you guys. We're so glad that you're here. I'm going to give time for maybe one or two more. Um, so, okay, Cheryl. And then anybody on that side want to be ready? Okay, all the way in the back. Um, I'm Cheryl. And I just want to say, when we were getting ready to start the year of the Bible last year, <clears throat> I know John would kind of introduce it as a, okay, it's kind of a big thing. You know, I mean, I think he felt like he needed to kind of prime us for it. But I'm so grateful for that. I think many, many years of being a Christian, <clears throat> the journey that God has most recently led me on was one of just laying down some prejudices and some judgments and fears and um, just learning to love people, sometimes my own family members, sometimes strangers in the grocery store, whoever, um, in just a real, you know, just to really love them with the, the love of a father, God, who's been seeking them. And I think our journey through the year of the Bible, more than anything else, just reminded me that we, we love and are in relationship with God who, who is seeking us in the middle of our mistakes, in the middle of our major imperfections, in the middle of all the stuff that, you know, we as a people throughout all of time in history mess up, including today. And um, so, and just to kind of trail on the end of Bianca's words, I feel like because of, because that's been our emphasis as a church to, to learn to know a God like that, it, I think for the first time ever, I have felt completely comfortable meeting somebody who was totally outside the norms of a church person and saying, hey, come, come join me at church. And occasionally it's happened, usually it doesn't, but I have had no doubt of whether that person would feel welcomed or accepted or loved here. And so it's so beautiful to hear Bianca say that. Um, she's been pretty easy to love, honestly. <laughs> she hasn't been too strange. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, just coming into our home and family and, and um, embracing her time here in church and being willing to come because that was never a requirement of having her as an exchange student that she had to join us at church. So hearing her words this morning that this felt like a, a welcoming and a loving place to people who are not used to, to church, who are not, you know, churchy people, that just solidified to me that, that this church is doing what, what we set out to do. And I'm really grateful for that. Thanks be to God. Swan, bring us home. Hey, y'all. I am Swan, and I feel like the Lord has shown me a lot over the past year, really the past decade. Um, I've been in Tulsa for the past eight years, and I keep waiting to leave because um, I'm not from here, but the Lord has shown me so much about how this is home and um, that he is enough. Um, I feel like the biggest lesson I've learned over the year is how waiting changes us. Um, this is not the life I expected to be leading. Um, I did not expect to be teaching. I did not expect to be in Tulsa. Um, I keep waiting for seasons to change, and I'm such a more is more person. Like, so keep going from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, and the Lord is showing me that he 
he wants me to sit in the waiting and to know that in the waiting, he is doing the work and that I don't have to keep striving. I don't have to keep um, trying to make a name for myself or understand what's next because he is doing the work in that waiting. And that waiting changes how I see him and how to be thankful and how to know that um, there is good even in the broken and there is good in the hurt. And so in that, I am learning to trust him more and more. I'm learning to know who he is and that he is faithful. And the waiting is hard, and I keep wanting things to be different, but he is making me different in how I see him. So I'm thankful for the perspective he has shown and the perspective he's going to continue to show in 2020. Amen. Thanks be to God. Well, this is so sweet to hear these stories. And <clears throat> it doesn't happen at time, but I just feel like um, the Holy Spirit's saying there are some people in the room who, um, in hearing these stories, feel scared. There's a sense of hearing these people reflecting on a personal relationship with God, and your experience of church and God is just not that. And maybe there's a sense of, like, wooing or interest, but there's also fear. And if that's you this morning, there's a fear about engaging with God in a more committed way, a more personal way. I would just challenge you to take a leap this morning in whatever way to say, I'm game for what you've got for me. And I also feel like there are probably some people here who are not encouraged by these stories because you're in the middle of a really hard chapter. And you may even feel very angry in hearing these stories because it's, you haven't reached the conclusion of your own yet. And I just want to encourage you to hold on, that God's at work. Some chapters take a really long time to come to their conclusion. God has not forgotten about you. He knows you. He notices you. Hold on. And then the, maybe there's a third group in here that is just kind of honestly ambivalent <laughs> or bored by it all. And my prayer for you as we go into this new year is that 2020 would be a year of disruption and adventure for you, that you have been kind of like playing the game or, you know, taking off the box for a while in, you know, church, religion, social activities. But I just pray for 2020 would be a great disruption and adventure for you. And so however you feel like the Lord is speaking, um, say yes, cooperate with that, see where, see where that leads. And as we get ready to come to the table, we're going to make some space just to, to we've been looking back, now we're going to look forward uh, and just with a posture of openness to the Holy Spirit to give us a vision and give us a burden and give us uh, energy and hope for another year. So uh, I'm going to invite you to just pray with me. Um, and if it's your heart, if your heart is just to be open to the work of God, Maybe you're angry, maybe you're bored, maybe you're full of hope, maybe you're um, tired of just giving it one more shot. Uh, but if you're open today, just in the quiet of your heart, I invite you to pray, come Holy Spirit and work in my life. Come Holy Spirit. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come, that you would speak, that you would encourage, that you would comfort that you would disrupt, that you'd grieve with those who are grieving, that you put an arm around those who are scared, 
that you'd push us off the ledge and dive into the adventure of, of walking with you. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way in us. Come and move in this church as we study the Sermon on the Mount and, and consider what it means to be the community of the Mount. Help us to do more Jesus stuff together. Help us to show unexpected mercy to unexpected people. Help us to grow and, and learn what it means to strenuously contend for the work of God and have grit in our faith. And just say, come Holy Spirit and have your way in Christ's church.